Why do you need a jeweler on New Year's Eve? To ring in the new year. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2021 Starting Sustainability, episode 60. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. I hope Sustainer Nation was able to enjoy their holiday break. They were able to relax and get to spend some time with family, maybe bake some cookies, whatever the case may be. We are now into the new year, 2021. Lots of new things happening. Vaccines for the coronavirus are out. Hopefully that means this pandemic will be over much sooner rather than later. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I think for 2021, this is going to be the year of parties and hugging and all sorts of celebration to make up for the lack in 2020. I recorded episode 59, and then the very next day, I had fever and chills. Very quickly after that, muscle aches and nausea set in. Then there were a few moments of panic and terror, because what if this was COVID? What do we do? So... We had to keep the kids home from daycare because we didn't know. My husband had to stay home from work to watch the kids because I was in no condition to do that. And I went and got a test. I then got to spend the next 24 hours recalling everybody that I had been in contact with in the last 14 days and letting them know that I had symptoms of COVID. And that included my own parents who are 78 and 80. There was a lot of praying going on between all my siblings and myself in hopes that my parents stayed safe. 72 hours later, we finally got the results that I was negative. Yay! <laughs> so much relief. <laughs> but still, even then, it really, just the possibility of having COVID, it really stops you in your tracks. That was the week before Christmas, and my husband had to take off of work that entire week to watch the kids because we didn't know. And of course, he did not get paid. And those of you who have kids in daycare, you know that you pay. And if your kids go, great. And if they don't go, you still got to pay. So we still lost money there too. And all of this happened one week before Christmas. So it was very stressful trying to coordinate Christmas cards and last minute gifts and anything else that needed to get done. It basically didn't get done. That's really what happened. It didn't get done. So our Christmas cards were very late <laughs> and mostly arrived after Christmas, along with a lot of our Christmas gifts. They all came after Christmas because we just had to wait until I was better and we got the negative test results before we could continue on with some of our holiday traditions. Christmas Day came and went. My husband got some stuff. My kids got lots of things that they absolutely loved, played with all day long and the next day and the day after that. It was a very successful Christmas. And I too got a whole bunch of really cool sustainable items that were on my Christmas list that I'm very, very excited to try out. I'll be honest, majority of them I bought for myself and then gifted to myself. But that's how I ensured that I would have a great Christmas morning. <laughs> I did share pictures of my gifts up on our Facebook group, Starting Sustainability. But if you're not a member of that, you should be. You should join. Request to join. I'll approve you. <laughs> but if you did not get to see those pictures, I'll recap what I got. I got a silicone dish sponge. So that will replace your yellow disposable dish sponge. And if you're not a fan of dish cloths, then the silicone dish sponge is also a good replacement. It was $3 that I saw at Marshall's and I thought... 
I'll give that a shot and put it in my stocking. So I had a really nice stocking stuffer. I also got the Misto. I recently learned about that on our Facebook group. Thank you, Faith, for sharing that with everybody. Nobody had heard of that before. So glad that she was able to share that. It's basically, you know what Pam oil spray is? It's the canned oil that you spray all over stuff. The problem with that is once you use up the oil, what do you do with that can? You can't recycle it. You can't do anything with it. It has to go in the trash. So the Misto is a refillable oil spray container. It's a glass jar. You put the oil in it and then it has a pump that you pump up to build up pressure, kind of like a keg. And then you can press the nozzle and the oil will spray out until it runs out of pressure. But I'm excited that it's refillable and now I've found another way to reduce waste. I bought fair trade chocolates and put those in everybody's stockings and they loved it. I got some more darn tough socks because socks are the thing to get at Christmas time. So I got the darn tough ones, which are made here in the U.S. They're made in Vermont and they are lifetime guaranteed. So if they ever get a hole or stretched out or anything, you send it back to the company and they will either fix it or send you a new pair. I also got the Leaf Razor, and that's one that I bought for myself, but it wasn't supposed to come until the middle of January. I was very excited that it came. It came a few days before Christmas, so I was able to shove it inside of a reusable bag and stick it under the tree, so I had a really amazing gift to open up on Christmas morning. Unfortunately, I haven't used it yet because it is winter time, <laughs> so the need to shave my legs just isn't there. <laughs> I just wear pants. <laughs> I think most ladies can understand but that is my goal. This next week, I will be shaving my legs with the leaf razor and I'll let you know how it goes in the next episode. And lastly, I got the compost bags. So I have the bucket. I have bags to line the bucket. It's basically making it like a little mini trash can, but instead of trash, it's all compost that goes in there and an easy off lid that I can use to cap it to make sure no bugs or pests or anything get in there and to keep the smell inside. So I'm very excited. I have accumulated enough compost materials and I have found a facility. It's 30 minutes north, but that is the absolute closest one that I have found, which is a shame, but that's where I'll be going. So I can finally say I at least accomplished that <laughs> New Year's bucket list item from 2020 that I did start composting, even though it was literally December 26th, 27th, when I got it all assembled and put together and started, but I did it before the end of the year. So I, I made it just in time. What has Sustainer Nation been up to? Well, I asked them how their Christmases went and if they received any sustainable gift items and to share them. Amanda said that she wrapped her sister's gifts in paper that she got from her Grove order box and ribbon as well. And then after her sister opened them, she took the paper and the ribbon back to reuse it again. <laughs> I'm laughing because I've totally done that. <laughs> I'll give somebody a gift in a cloth bag or something and I'll tell them that's a reusable bag. And if you don't want to reuse it, I will take it back. And sometimes they'll give it back to me because they have no plans to reuse it. And that's okay. At least I got it back and it will be reused again and again. Different Amanda said that she got a composter and she plans to start her worm farm with the compost worms, the little red wigglers. That's awesome. Jessica shared that she got a makeup eraser to replace the daily usable wipes. She also got snack bags and her daughter got Paw Patrol book and Paw Patrol figures that she got from a Buy Nothing group and some leftover Beanie Babies that were Jessica's when she was younger. So she was able to pass them down to her daughter. How sweet. Sarah shared that they got bamboo toothbrushes, shampoo bars, reusable straws, and reusable water bottles for the whole family. Shonda shared a picture of 
reusable dishcloths that are made from Three Bluebirds Company. I guess it's called Three Bluebirds Swedish Dishcloth. Clean life, green planet. This eco-friendly cleaning cloth replaces paper towels and sponges for household chores, absorbs 20 times its weight, lasts six to nine months, 100% biodegradable, zero waste. Cool, I'd never heard of Three Bluebirds before, but gotta check out that website now. Lisa shared that she got a soda stream so she doesn't have to spend money on cans anymore, that she can get bubbles in her drinks in a little more earth-friendly way. Dawn shared that she got a membership to Masterclass website. Well, that's a cool gift because you get access to a lot of really cool classes that will teach you great skills. She listed them cooking, dog training, negotiation, sleep, storytelling, gardening, bread baking. Okay, I would like to take a class on gardening because I'm terrible at it. And bread baking. I've never done that either. Not even during the pandemic because there wasn't any yeast available. (laughs) I worked that day and by the time I got out, the whole grocery store was empty. There was nothing available. And the last one is from a different Jessica. Man, we have lots of Amandas and lots of Jessicas. (laughs) But she shared a picture. She's got some reusable dishcloths, a tongue scraper, silicone storage bags, shampoo and conditioner bars, and a zero waste planner and journal for the year. Well, I hope that's a really cool guide that gives you some new ideas that we haven't discussed. And if so, please share them with us. Well, that was really cool to see all of the gifts that Sustainer Nation has received. Get some ideas and write down the items that maybe you want to try out and add them to your Christmas wish list for next year or your birthday list or your anniversary list. Whenever you need to get a present and people ask, what do you want? Write it down. That way you can rattle it off. This is what I want. Well, now that Christmas has come and passed, the next holiday to focus on is New Year's. And of course, this episode is airing January 4th, but I'm recording it before New Year's. Anyway, even if it is after New Year at this point, it's still okay. It is never too late to make a new resolution or goal or bucket list for yourself. We want to come up with something for you to strive for, a way to measure that you are improving and making yourself better, or in this case, the planet better. Did you know that only 50% of people make New Year's resolutions and only 10% of those even keep them? That's why I like the bucket list approach. It's much easier to accomplish. If you haven't done so yet, take the time now and think of a couple of things that you can do this year to make your impact on this world better. What can you do to be more sustainable? Reduce your carbon footprint. Reduce the amount of waste that's coming out of your house. Support local businesses. Support fair trade initiatives. Whatever you want, put it down on your list. Today, I have an interview for you to help ring in the new year and hopefully help achieve some of your items on your new year's bucket list. Hello, Sustainer Nation. It's the new year and with coronavirus still hanging around and shopping online has really kicked up more than ever. In episode 54, we learned about carbon emissions and in episode 56, the crossover event with realistic sustainability, we learned about carbon footprints and how you can reduce yours. Unfortunately, shopping online does produce carbon emissions. Yes, you can still shop online, but we want to do it in a sustainable way. Today, I have guest host Michael Callis from Vacuum Labs to tell us how. Say hello, Michael. Hey there. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. And how are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I am, uh, I'm in Bratislava, Slovakia, which if you look at a map at Vienna, just turn east once you land. It's about half an hour, 20 minutes if I'm driving. 
And uh, yeah, so great to be with you, with you. Super excited for your work and, and really, really excited about your about the future of your podcast and, and, and what you're doing. It's, it's time. It's great. It's wonderful. Thank you. All right. In researching and prepping for this interview, I found your website, Vacuum Labs, is a computer software company who consults with clients to help them create, develop, and market fintech, online marketplaces, and digital products. That's straight from your website. What is fintech? Because I have no clue what that is. That's a great question. And my mom still asks this question every time I see her, which is often, not often enough during coronavirus, but, but, de- de- but definitely on Zoom. My dad explains it like this. Okay. Um, think back to the crisis that we had in 07, 08, the financial crisis, right? The one that we lived through because we're about the same age, you know, 20 or 30. Um, and uh, um, at that time, there was a lot of anger toward the big banks, quote unquote, right? Which are causes crisis and their greed, et cetera, et cetera. In reality, it was a handful of terrible players who made some bad choices, right? But it did allow us to re-examine what does the bank actually do for me? And is there a way to sort of peel apart services that, that the bank does that maybe I could use in my business without having to involve the entire bank? So imagine sort of like um, you see a Sunday, right? You know, a McDonald's Sunday. I miss McDonald's so desperately. Um, and imagine that it's a, you know, a, all you can get for dessert is that same hot fudge Sunday, right? Over and over again. It's the same vanilla ice cream, the same chocolate, and the same nuts. And regardless of your allergies, regardless of what your personal choices might be or personal uh, desires might be, right? That's what you get for dessert and that's all we've got. So those were the banks up until 07, 08. The FinTech movement, and it is a movement, says, hmm, I wonder if I could just borrow the recipe for the ice cream and maybe take it around a little bit, turn it into sorbet and let me add some fruit. Actually, it's a better dessert for me. Or let me just, just, just borrow the, the, the chocolate, right? And put that on a cake or whatever, right? So it's the idea of taking a part of unbundling the entire sort of what a bank represents and doing that, that part better or just offering that service to a particular group. Uh, case in point in the US. Last year, Americans paid $11.7 billion in overdraft fees. It's a lot of money. Right. And let me ask you a question. What happens if you do run a credit or, 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 you know, online shopping, right? You go over your limit a couple of times, right? Oh, geez, 35 bucks, but the money's there. I've got overdraft. Why is it charging me this? There is no reason on God's earth that one should have to charge 35 bucks for that overcharge, overdraft. That is simply the way banks made money off their retail business, right? And they continue to do so. But up comes Chime, now is the, the US biggest fintech, right? So Chime says, let me actually borrow or leverage an existing banking license of a smaller bank. And then let me just basically make a bank that's super simple to use, online only, so therefore much more sustainable. And let me give the customers the best possible customer service on the planet. Because most of us just need a, a way to receive cash, send cash, and do basic charges. When it comes time for a mortgage, et cetera, there are specialists that do mortgages, that do your car loans, et cetera, right? And there's now so much more choice out there. So if you think about it, economic justice really is at the heart of what FinTech is. I'll give you another example. There's a fabulous company I'm privileged to be on the board of out of Germany called Fels. And their entire goal is investing sustainably and letting folks 
who don't have the money for a broker or for a brokerage account be able to invest into companies, right? Whether it's following a trader that only does ESG funds, which follow the UN SDG protocols, which are the Sustainable Development Growth Protocols. So I was about to ask what that stood for. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop me, stop me, stop me, stop me. Um, so an ESG is basically a fund that invests into environmentally sound, um, sustainable firms. And actually those investments outperform the stock market every single time. Because the beauty of fintech is that all of a sudden we can see that. So it's so basically back to your first question. Here's this bundle of all of these services that a bank does. You unbundle them, you make them more efficient, and then you can recombine them. I call it the convergence methodology, right? You have 1,500 services that a bank offers. I choose to maybe borrow a service from Bank of America or, you know, in, in Europe, BVA Bank in Spain, the most sustainable, the smartest bank, I believe, in the world, where I trained. So I was so I'm a little bit partial. You take their ability to extend credit. And then you focus it on, you know what, how can I make credit easier for teachers or make credit easier for first-time home buyers or immigrants? So it's really a way to customize and really bring financial services to a much, to a much closer, more one-on-one feel. Because that's what, that's what the whole point of technology is. The way we see technology is putting it to the service of the consumer and making their lives easier, giving people options to what service they choose and the power to say, you know what, big bank, I don't wanna pay you 35 bucks because I'm one day off my direct deposit and you know, there's eight charges that hit me. I really got hammered home to me. I was flying home once and I flew through Chicago. There was some kind of a delay as happens in Chicago. God bless Titan, I love it. There's always some sort of delay, right? And so there was no connecting flight to New Mexico. So I just stayed there the night and the Uber driver picks me up. And this, this kid was sharp. I mean, dressed up. He was into it, right? And he must have been 25, 26. And he asked me, wait, did I say, well, I, I work in banking. And oh, that's cool, man. And really, that's not, he, he was in school. Um, he was part-time in school, part-time Ubering. And he asked me, sir, can I ask you a question? I said, don't call me, sir. I'm, I'm Mike is fine. And he says, um, what are the overdraft fees about? I said, well, tell me your problem. He said, well, uh, I just started with Uber and I didn't do this right. And my, my iTunes account sort of hit and there was all these charges for, you know, like Spotify premium that my customers enjoy. All these little charges, like 99 cents, $1.99, five bucks, right? For those airline charges, he was hit 35 bucks, 35 bucks, 35 bucks, 35, oh. 35 bucks. To a working person, that is devastating because it up his entire first two weeks pay. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's horrible to think, hey, I'm out of money. So you know what you should do? Charge me a stupid More. amount For taken a single away dude, from five, five, five bucks, that's a week of food. Ramen, yeah. the whole thing, right? This guy's in college. He's got to pay for gas. Got to do all this stuff, right? He's doing everything required to execute on the American dream. And, and he's getting knocked down by the American dream. Getting knocked, knocked down. So let me ask you a question. How is it possible for this young man to make a better choice when it comes to carbon footprint? How is he supposed to make a better choice when it comes to, you know what, I'm going to try to go vegan or try to eat less beef. How can he make that choice? His only choice is fast food. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. That's when I said, you know what? At the core of this climate fight that we're all in or trying to, we're all in it regardless, right? We're all here, um, (laughs) is economic justice. And that means why should he have to have his direct deposit there to this big bank in the Midwest? Why can't it go to a tech company that knows what they're, what they're doing? And that, in essence, is fintech. 
And Dachonomy, right, one of our clients that I'm so proud of, Sean McKell, who's the head of platform strategy there, we worked together at Vodafone Group years ago. He's probably one of the top five creative minds on the planet with a humongous business sort of side, right? He's ex-Microsoft. And then he was a, a sort of one of the directors at, at a firm called a brand union out of Sweden. He's actually from Seattle. Um, and Sean called me and said, Michael, you're at Vacuum Labs now. I said, yeah. And he said, could you help us with figure out this banking part? I said, what are you talking about, right? So the next day I got to Sweden and he explained to me what the whole point of this was. And they saw that making people's economic life easier and giving them the tools by which they can make better choices on one platform was a great sort of way to edge things forward. And that just kind of hit me like, like a ton of bricks. I thought, yeah, man, you got it. So to give you a case in point of what Vacuum Labs Group does is that we take ideas like that and we help them sort of handle all the, all the hairy, gross, uh, legal, compliant, regulatory stuff that comes with moving people's money around. That's not something that any engineer or developer can do, right? That really takes experience and knowledge of the industry and, and a real kind of uh, understanding that the more efficient, the, the less it costs me to, to run this platform, the more money folks can spend on uh, acquiring customers and more importantly, building their real secret sauce. So Dachonomy's secret sauce is connecting all of their, their, like their calculator to the UN's sustainability goals. Their calculator, which you asked about on the email. Let's see, Yeah, let's it, explain that for the listeners because they don't know what that is. So Dachonomy has this amazing 2030 calculator. And again, this was told to me by one of the founders, Johan and, and Sean, and my job, I didn't even chew my food. I was so shocked, right? The idea is that if I can do a straight comparison, sort of like when you do the, the no carb thing, like I've done all my life um, at the store and you look at the label behind the product, same idea, but with CO2 emissions. Okay. So when you say no carb, you're talking about like going on a diet where you count your carbohydrates. So you have like a daily limit. So for, for easy math, you have 100 carbs you're allowed. And then you calculate out how many carbs you're allowed throughout the day, like each food item until you get to zero. Actually, one step earlier, one step earlier than that, you're really, really close, right? But on the back of all the products at the grocery store, there's the facts of nutrition. This has X calories. This has X carbs. This has X whatever, right? We don't have that for CO2 emissions. So now I can look at, for example, flight comparisons, right? Or clothing choices, right? All of you recovering from your Christmas shopping. I do mine really early because I'm really cheap. But, you know, I can say, okay, so this t-shirt at X place cost me 14 bucks. Okay, fast fashion. This thing cost me 50 bucks, but the CO2 calculators is actually, they're about the same because it's actually a better value, right? Also, it might be more expensive, but it's going to last you longer right? There's so many reasons to choose the better option, right? And, or you might find that the cheaper option is has a smaller carbon footprint. Right. If it's like local or handmade or made from a reused material. Okay. Exactly right. I'll give you a good example of that. I was got made fun of in school or college because I would always like wear the same nine, 10 things because I like to buy really well-made clothing because it lasts forever. And my mom is Miss Fashionista and she's the same way. She's like, son, Better to save up until you can afford the really nice thing. Number one, it's made by hand mm -hmm. and it supports artists. And number three, it's going to last you forever. And sure enough, right? So what's more sustainable? Spending the 10 bucks over and over again at H&M or something or saving your money, uh, shopping smart and buying the t-shirt that, that lasts you 10 years. I've got t-shirts that are 10 years old that are still t-shirts, right? <laughs> 
And they were maybe a little bit more expensive than the whatever, but they last me forever. So anyway, back to the carbon calculator, sorry. The, the whole point is to provide consumers on apples to apples comparison and actually begin to establish metrics. And so, you know, there's still a need for strict standards. Leave it to the Swedes and a couple of Americans in the group <laughs> to figure it out, right? And I just think it's it's super exciting what the economy is doing. And, I mean, what they've done and what they're getting set to do. And they've won every prize all over Europe. And I think that once this comes to the U.S., boy, oh boy, very exciting. So Vacuum Labs, basically what we do is that we take that great idea and we create that the software to actually create that digital product. Okay, so you work for Vacuum Labs. The yes. economy came to you. You yes. helped them create this carbon emissions calculator. Yes. How do I utilize this calculator? Do I have to be a member of the duck? Is the economy a bank? I don't even know. The economy is very much like China bank in the U S they're not really a bank. They utilize FinTech and sort of regulated entities to then basically for all intents and purposes. Yes, they're a bank. Yeah. That's good enough. And they provide credit services and that, that kind of, you know, basically everything you see in a bank, they do, but there's no branches because that's, that's not sustainable. That's too expensive. And nobody goes to the branch anymore. No, everything's online. Who has time to go to the branch? <laughs> and the beauty of FinTech is I can give you that same level of quality one-on-one service di- digitally at a fraction of the cost. And it's amazing. I can have a really close relationship with my bank or, or banking provider, right? And yet I don't have to pay the fees and manage all that stuff. I have options. It's really a cool thing. So when you slide in the economy movement, because it's a movement, I think it's going to be massive all over the world. You're going to be able to, you know, feel like, wow, here's a way to compare things and to make better choices. And in the end, it's about making better choices. You know, we can fix this problem if we, from government down to school kids, like your, your, your beautiful kids, right? They're going to make better choices. I can make better because my dad is a climate warrior, right? Yeah, I make better choices. And so it's all about empowering folks to make better choices. Wow, I'm so excited. How do I utilize the economy? How do I get to use it? So as an American, you're going to have to wait a little bit, right? Oh, man. One of the stri- <laughs> well, no, but here's the exciting part. I can't say who, but there are some very important U.S. banks saying, hey, this is really cool. How can we use it? And so the beauty of fintech is that you can design the channel with fintech app, API. A few engineers, engineer it in, and all of a sudden, Bank of Michael can offer it. All right. right? And that's the beauty of tech. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. So do we have to stay tuned for six months or a year? Or you're not allowed to share that information? In banking time, I'm going to say it's going to happen quickly, but it's banking time. It's, it's a different, it's a different speed. So when it does become available in the U S or there's, well, this podcast is all over the world. Is it available in other areas? Yes. Okay. All over Sweden and, and parts of Europe. My best advice would be to go to uh, economy.com. Can you spell out economy? Sure. D O C O N M Y. Okay. Dot com. Like economy, but economy. I'm dyslexic and I stutter. This could oh. be rough. Okay, yeah. I'll spell I'll spell it out real quick. D O C O N O M Y. Dot com. I was right. Okay, you were right. Okay, yeah, you did it. That. Marvelous. <laughs> Sorry. A New Year's miracle. A New Year's miracle. <laughs> it's amazing. I get super nervous on on these podcasts. Like right? so I'm going, 
geez. And there's so much information. I'm like, Michael, why do you do this to yourself? But I, eh, I like it. So for Americans or Europeans, whenever it's ready in the market, how do we access Doconomy? How do we get to use it? Love this question. They're growing by two ways, right? First of all, if you go to Doconomy.com, you can click on services. It has currently the, the Do Everyday Climate Action credit card, right? This is a MasterCard. It's un- unfortunately currently available only in Sweden. Um, and what this does is that it gives you more clarity into what you're buying. And it's got an automated breakdown of your spending by carbon footprint in 50 different categories. So okay. from restaurants okay. to healthcare choices, entertainment, transportation. So the card then gives you an average carbon emission for each industry. And it's sort of divided by the money spent. So it's a very, very clear, it's a normal credit card that has this climate, the climate effects of what you're buying built in just, just like your balance, right? It's as important as your balance. It also has a, a really cool savings account attached to it. And it sort of helps to nudge people further to make better choices. I don't know if you remember back in the day, there was, I think it was Men's Health or one of those terrible magazines that I love. It would do Eat This, Not That. Yes, right? so, I have those right? books. Okay. Because I'm so, a dietitian, so I have all the eat this, not okay. that, because it helps people understand. So keep so going we'll with your analogy. We'll have that conversation afterward. Okay. So this is very much a buy this, not that. Awesome. Right? And so that's really what, what the core of what they're building is. And that's where the calculator's magic is, helping folks make, make better choices. Given the regulatory issues with credit and accounts and stuff, the way that the economy may choose to grow, right? I can't speak out of school um, internationally would be to license this technology to other banks that want to get sustainable faster. Okay. In tech, the fastest way for your firm to grow is by licensing your technology. If I license my, my technology to all the banks, then it becomes, it becomes omnipresent and you want it to be ubiquitous. It has to be ubiquitous. For example, um, FICO, Experian, Lendo, EFL, all these credit rating agencies exist and they don't talk to you directly. They talk to your bank, right? So they license their their technology to to the bank that then uses that to rate you. So in the same sort of vein, one way that Dakani may choose to grow, and I think it's a a very efficient, would be to license their partner with the other banks. They already have the customers. You know, how we respond to climate is so individual. The more we know about people's behavior, the better it is. If we can go back to an, to an industry and say, listen, folks are choosing your competitor or folks are saying, you know what, we do not want this method of canning or this type of material or whatever it is, but it is, it is their duty to respond. That's the, one of the things I love about capitalism. It's not perfect, but our dollar really matters. It's saying that every time you make a purchase, you're casting a vote on what you want. Amen. There it is. There it is. And that's why economic justice is climate justice. Right? <laughs> I feel like we should just end right there. That is a great conclusion, but I have more questions for you. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So Doconomy, we can get it by an app or go to the website. You create an account. It's free. What did we just- Yeah, no, it is on the one credit card. Okay. And again, currently only available in Sweden. Okay, but coming to other countries and America sometime soon. Sometime soon, exactly right. The Swedes are like so advanced. It's so brilliant. I, I love Sweden. Actually, the day I was there uh, was the day of the climate rally. 
Uh, this is three years ago. And the whole Greta movement, right? And I say, have you met Greta Thornburg? I have not yet, but it's on my list. Um, <laughs> I think she's awesome, right? I mean, just like, geez, Louise, what, what, what a cool young lady, right? I wish, you know, whenever, I wish I had that, that kind of gumption at her age. Um, I didn't. The, the culture is so focused on making these changes. And again, it's a, that's why I think, you know, these things uh, sort of bubble up in these countries. Like Sweden has a limited population, but technology makes it so that you can license it and it grows that way. I won't talk more about that because I don't want to steal their thunder, but it's definitely at an important inflection point where growth should be very exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. So the only way to take advantage of Doconomy's carbon emission calculator is to get the credit card or is there another way to do it just on an app? Uh, not yet, but that will be released soon. Awesome. Awesome. Then we will be standing by and waiting. So we have to encourage the listeners of the podcast to speak to your banks and let them know that this technology is coming and that you would like it. Because again, letting the banks know what you want will help push them to purchase this economy, this fintech. Exactly right. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> to, to get involved. I, I mean, they definitely write to your bank and say, check out Doconomy and why aren't you doing this yet? Yeah, why aren't you doing this yet? This is great. This is perfect, you know, this is easy, this is simple. It's the right thing to do. You know, China has the social scoring thing, which freaks me out to no end. But I really think that the new way that we're gonna, the new checkout report I'm driving is gonna be check out my carbon emissions score. <laughs> I really believe this. I think that's right? great. I look forward to it because it's something I can brag about. <laughs> like, like my friends love to say, you know, we got here or I bought this thing. I got such a great deal. I went this way. Like, like we love to save money. Like we're big about it because, you know, it's, it's, it's an important resource, right? And I just think the next one's going to be, look how much money I saved and my score is lower than yours is, dude. So I win this fight. <laughs> yeah, this is a score that we want to be low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want it as low as possible. It's the opposite of your FICO, right? You want, it, you, you want opposite ends. But, you know, building this kind of responsibility into folks is super critical for just better, more sustainable living, right? I mean, this is, you, you should be honored that you're doing a better job for the earth. Yeah. Because it's, it's also a better job for, for your fellow human. And there's no excuse because it's easy. Like we talked about the can of tuna earlier. If I go to the store and there's three different brands of tuna, which one's the right one? I'm going to have to sit there and go to the Monterey Bay Seafood Watch program. Like they only do seafood and this company only does clothing and this company only does pet care. And it's so Doconomy is going to make it a one-stop place to figure it all out. So I don't have to keep remembering all the different apps and all the different programs and the websites in order to figure out, is this sustainable or not? That exactly. question should not be so hard to answer. And Doconomy is making it much easier to get the answer. Thank you. You just, you just summarized that like a champ. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is how you do it. And, you know, Doconomy is one of our clients, right? But we have many clients around the world who are building fintechs. You know, we're, we're currently building a bank from the ground up in Hong Kong, for example. We're very lucky at Vacuum Labs Group. You know, we have really open minds. Like we love to hear, we love to hear the craziest idea because the challenge for us is then how to, to deliver it into technology. And we get to be the sort of the, the builders of these people's dreams. People talk about dream job, right? I've worked all over in big companies and awesome, I mean, amazing experiences and invested money for big firms and that kind of stuff. But what I love about this firm is that at the heart of us, we're, we're dreamers. And we have the skills to help you build your dream. We happen to, to, to focus on finance because that's we think that's pretty important. And it's also a skill set that's super hard to come by. 
So like, good luck finding someone in wherever that's an expert at building banks. Muzzle, good luck. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard. Now we, we have a massive amount of women in fintech, right? I mean, it, it, fintechs really started in Europe, right? And I happen to be super lucky to have been sort of part of that first cadre of, of founders and of accelerator runners and that kind of stuff to be in this whole fintech movement. And the, the beautiful thing is now seeing, we have an LGBTQ-focused digital bank in the US called Daylight. I didn't okay. even know that existed. You're welcome. That's cool. Uh, and yeah. And we have competitors now too. There, there are other people. It's great. <laughs> right. And why? Why? Because as a gay man, right. Uh, my partner and I have to look at adopting a child very differently or surrogacy yeah. very differently. And so that takes money. And then you have, you know, you, you have the entire sort of end of that, of the many flavors of human, right. That maybe you're transgendered. Well, you know, if you're transgendered, that's a different journey for you. And someone has to be there because that's capitalism's responsibility is to find a way to make that person a customer. It's that simple. So a true capitalist doesn't care what your flavor is. Their job is to deliver you the service that they have to deliver. End of story. And last thing I want to say is that check out the ESG funds that invest sustainably because they're always going to outperform the magical Wall Street that everybody you know lives by. Truly study this stuff. It is brilliant. Check out Fels Group, F-E-L-S Group. Uh, they're out of Germany, but coming global very, very, very soon. Uh, these companies, these founders are, are really highlighting that living the way you're talking about and your listeners are talking about doesn't have to be incongruent with an economy that, that's bustling. I don't believe that, that there's an age by which you're out of the climate game. No. I don't believe that there's anyone that we can't show with data that going sustainable is actually more profitable and therefore capitalism's responsibility is to push that. So that's why I think that the U.S. is going to be a leader again. Good, good. I really do. I, I know in my heart and in my brain, which is they, they, they're usually incongruent, but on this one, I feel good about it. I kind of feel like the U.S. gets a lot of negativity when it comes to sustainableism. Sustainableism? I don't know if that's the word. The U.S. gets a lot of negativity. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> it's a word now, girl. Okay. <laughs> because they're constantly comparing the U.S. to Europe. And they're like, Europe, Europe is making all these great strides. But the European way of life is very different. You have many different countries. There are smaller populations. We can't be doing all geothermal technology like in Iceland over here because we don't have volcanoes to support all of the U.S. Iceland, I believe, is a population of like Rhode Island. There's definitely a legacy that we have to work with. The EU, which I'm a huge fan of for like so many reasons. Right? I lived in Spain. I lived in the UK. And I lived here in, in Slovakia. Right? And I lived in the UK while it was still part of the EU. They, they're all member states, but their populations are very varied, right? Slovakia has about 5 million people and that's, you know, pretty manageable. So it's about, it's apples and horses. Yeah, that's a very good analogy. But when we get our act together, Europe, the, the regulatory reality of Europe is so different. Government here is big. Government here does a lot of stuff. So we have to come to terms with as Americans in the U.S. and acknowledge that we have a different system and that each state's going to have to sort of push their agenda. If you want to create jobs, you need to look at how to create jobs, right? There are no jobs in coal. It's over. But there are plenty of jobs in the sustainability area. But we have to demand it as people. So I always ask my European friends who are very, judge very judgmental to give us a little bit of, a little bit of credit because we're going to get there. And when we get there, it's going to go gangbusters. Okay, so let's sum up real quick. 
Sure. If listeners of the podcast want to learn more about Vacuum Labs or Doconomy, where do they go? Share your social media information here so they can stay tuned as new products and as Doconomy gets launched and all of that stuff. Sure, 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 sure. So if you just, just go to Doconomy.com and all the socials are there. So that's D-O-C-O-N-O-M-Y.com. And for Vacuum Labs, it's just Vacuum Labs, one word. Dot com. And vacuum and has two U's in it for people yes, it who does. are <laughs> who, are, who, are like, who are like me spelling challenged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and in my case, you, you can just follow me on Twitter at Michael Callas. It's at M I C H A E L C A L L A S. And that's it. And I don't tweet very often, but I do tweet when I'm angry or really happy. Oh, okay. Um, An emotional yeah. tweeter. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I don't have Facebook anymore. <laughs> but, I, but I won't treat photos of food unless it's really like life-changing. Since there's no restaurants open. Uh, so yeah, and I, look, I, I'd love to ask quest- answer questions about FinTech. Love to discuss more. I think that the more, the more conversating we do, the better. Awesome. So before we go, I like to do this with all of my guests. We're going to play a quick game. I love a game. Okay. Okay. All right. So these are trivia questions for you. Love trivia. Here we go. When was the first iPhone released? 2007. Wow. And say, do you need multiple choice? You got it. Knocked out. These are all tech related as, as best as a non-tech person could come up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got one, one right. Are, are, are you listening, Tim? Okay. Go on. <laughs> okay. Here's the next question. Name one of the most popular mobile games where pigs stole birds' eggs. Oh, that is Angry Birds. You got it, Angry Birds. And one of my one of my three vices. Yeah, yeah. I love that <laughs> game. It's amazing. You yeah. still play it? It's been around a while. Okay. It was designed by a Spaniard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that game. It is it is super cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. Okay, technology has changed the way that we play games. Place the gaming consoles in order of creation: PlayStation, oh Nintendo, Xbox. <gasps> Which one came first? PlayStation, Nintendo. So the first one, Nintendo, for sure. The next one's gonna be PlayStation, then Xbox. That is correct. <sighs> that one was scary. <laughs> that one was scary because I grew up on Nintendo, and that was pretty much it. And for Christmas last year, one of my colleagues, Marcel, who's a real gamer, bought me basically like a little mini version of it. It has it has all the old school games like Mario Brothers, Mario Kart. And that's why I'll play it occasionally, but it has Tetris for the big screen. So I'm all about that. Good. (laughs) Okay. Here's your next one. Okay. I'm going to time you for 10 seconds. Okay. How many social media platforms can you name? Go. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, WhatsApp, um, Line, Beep, no. beep, we're done. <laughs> that was six or seven. God, I you don't your, know. You hit your 10 was... seconds. You did pretty good. You did great. Oh, no, no, no. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I, have, I have a social media issue, as I told, told you during our getting to know you uh, <laughs> part. And I just, I get it. I think that, I think that the evolution of social media is going to be super exciting. It's, it's interesting to see how social media explodes. Like TikTok just exploded. TikTok, I forgot, I forgot about that one. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you, you were on the spot. You I were, was on my way to it. Okay. I have one last question for you. 
Okay. Okay. How many programmers does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> I will not. I, I plead the, the the fifth because I work with two hundred and fifty of them, and I, I'm sure I'll get this wrong. The answer is none. That's a hardware problem. <laughs> I'm gonna borrow that. Take it, take it. I'm I stole it, it off the internet somewhere. I love it. I love none. It's a hardware problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny stuff. Oh, you're entertaining. This is so much. I didn't expect this at all. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> it has been an absolute blast <laughs> getting to know you and interview you today. You've been, Thank you very much. you've been entertaining and a hoot. You're you're great. I love your personality. Oh, you're very enigmatic. I'm now turning red, which is okay. hard for someone as pale as I am. Thank you very much. Appreciate <laughs> it. We'll keep in touch. And and again, to your listeners, I, I you know this is I'm still learning myself. So if I did something wrong, let me know. Right? I mean, this is we're all learning together. So by all means, reach out and let me have it. Good or okay. bad or indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of Sustainer Nation, be polite. <laughs> you you can be an adult and do it the mature way. Reach out, let yeah. them know. Yes, please. No, what are they called? The trolls. No, no, no trolling, please. No trolling. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. You can get the message. He's no nice who troll. You know nothing. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> have a wonderful new year. Now that we're in it, enjoy it. And uh, I'll full steam ahead. All right. Sounds good. Steam is sustainable. It's water. Bye. <laughs> Thank you again, Michael Callis from Vacuum Labs for teaching us about Doconomy Calculator and how that tool will help everyone with their New Year's resolution slash bucket list to reduce their carbon footprint. Again, if you want more information, go to doconomy.com, D-O-C-O-N-O-M-Y.com. And you can also go to startingsustainability.com slash episode 6060 because I will have links and show notes up available on the website there as well. Sustainer Nation, it has been a blast and I have so much more lined up for 2021 to share with you. This is just the first episode of the year and I've got so many more great interviews and topics to discuss. I'm so excited. So stay tuned for the rest of the year, but especially next week and the following weeks after that for lots of great ideas and conversations. Everybody continue to have a wonderful rest of your week and stay sustainable. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.